gonna suffer if you someday got five on it. Don't you know you gotta stay sucker free, but especially on Sundays. This your girl Sarita telling you to tune into the hostess with the mostess, Cloudy J and Devoya on the Sucker Free Sunday podcast. Welcome to another episode of Sucker Free Sunday. Got five on it. The podcast that explores storytelling through music, lists, and conversation. I'm your host, Devoya Mayo. And this week, our guest is my good friend, Andrew Martinez. How you doing, Andrew? I'm well, thank you. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I see the smile, but I just I want to I just want to make sure it's, it's we're going to be together. It's not really a smile. It's, That's it's, why. That's why I'm asking. No, you know? no, I'm good. I'm good. It's, it's been an interesting Saturday. I can't believe we're we're flying through this month at the pace that we are. I feel like it's great. Oh, yeah. Less than um, what? Less than six weeks, we'll be in another year. Yeah. Hopefully, a more productive year. For I have 2021, and she let me down. I'm not gonna lie, we ain't on the best of terms either. <laughs> She's a fickle one, ain't she? Right. Yeah. I thought I thought she was gonna introduce us to some freedom. And she was hopefully just like, her friend, eh. hopefully her friend 2022 is a lot nicer. I agree. Not the, you know what? I take that back. Let me, re, let me, let me restate that. Hopefully she's not as mean as her friend. Hopefully she's at least compromising. Something, something got to give. Something got to give. <laughs> um, so do you um, listen to many podcasts? Andrew? Um, Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I, I do have some podcasts that I listen to pretty regularly. Okay. Yeah. So the premise of this podcast is for folks to create a five song playlist based on a theme or a question and then break those um, that theme down um, through the songs and yeah. um, kind of discuss what they mean to you and why. Uh, what is this evening's theme? For your so, five song playlist? My five songs, I, I like a tremendous amount of music and I try to think of like something where for some reason the idea of uh, soul came to me, right? Mm-hmm. I tried to think of songs where I was like, the singer didn't, it just happened that the singers didn't happen to be the, the greatest singers in the world. And mm-hmm. not that they're bad, they're very good performers. But in this case, all the songs that I kind of picked were, I felt like it was bearing a person's soul. Like I felt like these performers were bearing their soul in a way that not necessarily sounds the most beautiful, mm-hmm. but it kind of had that intensity in their voice and the way that they sang where you're like, man, I feel for that person. Can you explain that? Because you say soul, do you mean like the genre of soul or are we talking about like this innate 
part of us, uh, you know, like it's really soul. The the innate part of us, the part of the, the existential thing of we, I'm of the belief we are we are ghosts driving around meat puppets, and the soul is <laughs> a soul is is an intangible thing. Yet all of us have it. It it's that thing that helps you connect to other people, mm-hmm. even if you've never met that person before. I would say probably 99.9% of the people on the planet have a soul. Maybe some people don't. Mm-hmm. I worry about some of those people, but you know, <laughs> so. You know, bearing your soul when you when you that 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 raw emotion, that raw part of you, where you you know, you're like that. Your soul when it comes out when you're intensely happy, when you're intensely sad, and all the filters of society and your mind are kind of pushed to the side, and that raw emotion kind of comes out. Your your soul. My my interpretation of what a soul would be. The essence. Yes. Speak. Um, Yes understanding that it's vulnerability has different outcomes and this for you in this particular playlist i kind of get what that looks like okay um yeah yeah. that to me is what what i felt it like it was like it's music clearly but at the same time i the way that i kind of interpreted these songs is it's their kind of raw emotions bearing showing part of their if a soul if their soul is inside you they kind of opened that up metaphorically they opened it up and they exposed a little bit of it right and sometimes that's a good thing but i felt like in these songs it was opening it up to show you kind of that raw emotion that they had mm-hmm. bearing their soul i agree i agree um you start off mm-hmm with the amazing John Lee Hooker yeah. um, and Bluebird. Yeah. Can we talk a little bit about um, this particular track? Of course. So how did you come to this? Um, you know, you're a relatively young man. Yeah. I don't, I don't really, you don't strike me as somebody that's in somebody's juke joint, you know? Um, no. Nothing, you know, no shade. I wish there was a juke joint around. You know I would be up in there. Um, but this particular track, is one song I'd not heard from John Lee Hooker. I'm familiar with this catalog, but not this particular song. And um, I, I looked it up and it looks like Sonny Boy Williams, uh, Williamson um, and wrote it th- this in 1937. And this is a, a cover. Um, and you know, we all know that John Lee Hooker um, was super influential um, American blues singer, songwriter and guitarist. How did he come? to be part of of this playlist for you. Find me the lazy bell for me. Got a dog. She may not be at home, but fly down for me. She may not be at home. She might be. I- I can't remember. I think one day I was looking up back in the time when downloading music through Torrent was a thing. Ah, and the good old days, you mean? Mm-hmm. The good old days, the good old Wild West of just taking music, fucking right out of the air. <laughs> and I think, I think what I originally, what I was looking for, I think I was actually originally looking for a song for uh, Muddy Waters, mm. uh, uh, Manish Boy. Okay. And for some reason, in my mind, I conflated the two artists and I got John Lee Hooker. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh, I think this is it. And so I start going through and listening. And for some reason, uh, this song, 
This particular song, the, the version that I have, it starts off kind of strange and I was kind of intrigued and so I'm listening to it. And the way that the song starts, I was like, man, immediately I was kind of like, man, I, I like this song. And what kind of got me to this, like this even more is he's kind of talking before the version that I've had, he's kind of talking with, I'm guessing his studio band. Mm -hmm. And he's talking about this street in Atlanta, Georgia. And, and in the beginning of the song, he's like, he names the street and from the life of me, it skips my, it slips my mind, but he's like, he's like, this is the main street, Albany Avenue. He's like, Albany Avenue. He's like, that's the main street. That's the main drag. And he's like, that's where all the pimps hang out. Mm -hmm. and he starts busting himself up and laughing. And then <laughs> the song kind of starts in this very methodical. Doo -doo. I, and to me, I was like, man, I like that. And then as I started listening to the song and listening to the words, I'm like, man, he's really sad. He's really mm -hmm. sad that this woman Mm -hmm. is just gone and she's not around and so he's doing what he can do to get a bluebird <laughs> to mm -hmm. get a message to this woman and I it's for me the song is I don't know how to describe it for me it's it's he's not he's not singing for me he's he's talking he is talking in that way of like look do this for me and the, the music in the background and the guitar and everything else just kind of helps to move that along in a strange way for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I... And for me, it it's a, it's a simple song. He's talking and he's explaining, look, she might be here, she might be here. Just keep keep looking for her, tell her. And I, I he's obviously, he's not, he's from the South, but to me, the fact that he's in California and he's singing it, he's telling, this woman just come with me to California. I'm like, yeah, California. Pride <laughs> in my state, right? I'm like, yeah, uh -huh. you know it, John. Come to California. And and then at the end of the song, the 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 thing at the end of the song, it's a good song. He's expressing his desire to have this woman come back. Mm -hmm. And he starts naming all these places she might be. And then at the end of the song, he's like, she might be on Albany Avenue. And I'm like, wait a minute. What you talking about Albany Avenue at the beginning of the song? Mm -hmm. And then I started, it like twisted for me. I'm like, wait a minute. Why would this woman be on Albany Avenue? Wasn't he just talking about Albany Avenue at the beginning of the song and talking about that's where all the pimps hang out? And then in my mind, it kind of clicked. I'm like, wait a minute. Is the woman he's looking for? And then it, and I was like, huh. To me, I, I don't know. I, I've, I like a lot of John Lee Hooker songs, but this one, I don't know. It just kind of speaks to me in a different way than a lot of his other songs do. And I, I really do like a lot of his other songs. And I, I think that's beautiful that you were able to find him on your own and kind of follow this progression of, you know, she belongs to the world and, you know, I want her back, but she belonged to the yeah. world. Yes. Um, and, you know, for those that might not be familiar, um, John Lee Hooker is definitely the blues. I mean, let's, he's a son of a, a sharecropper mm -hmm. um from north mississippi so that's country blues too yeah. and so there's this underlying for me there's this underlying like second story of you know and in, in the time that he was you know recording music and and you know sharing this with folks it, it we really were looking for one another mm -hmm. we'd been you know in captivity enslaved and you know he's a son of a sharecropper so he's not that far removed and you know during reconstruction 
we, we really did have to go through great lengths to find one another. People were separated um, by state, by so many different you know avenues. Yeah. And so I really love the blues because it allows you to have those kind of conversations without having the full conversation, but we still know what's up. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. You understand the gravity of, boy, I, you know, I need this person. I want yes. this person back. You know, they might belong to the world, but can you holler at them for me? Yes. And I also like the metaphor of the bluebird because if you fast forward from John Lee Hooker's era to, you know, like 90s hip hop, all I thought was, you know, how the term bluebird morphed into, you know, being the, you know, the ops. This is, that's the police. That's not somebody you want to get a message. That's somebody you avoiding Avoid. message to, right? Yeah. So the bluebird metaphor, you know, kind of changes over time. Mm -hmm. But I love that blues also just uh, inspired so many other genres because you even mentioned it. And at the beginning of that, um, his sing song style of speaking. I mean, let's just be honest. If that came out right now, somebody would say that's rap, right? I mean, yes, was, yes. quite honestly, because it's a narrative over, yes. you know, a particular beat. Um, yes. But he's the grandfather. So, no, you know, it's John Lee Hooker. But I yes. can, you see how these, the progression of sound and music and all the different components of that, like, inspire us in other sort of ways. Yes. Um, and that he also, you even say it, you know, it's talking about those migration patterns of that particular time. Mm -hmm. Come to California. That's what my people did on both sides, right? Mm -hmm. It's not it's not unprecedented. Yes. So these sort of songs just really evoke some sort of uh, symmetry with us, I think, um, for various reasons that we may or may not know. You might not know that you, um, well, I don't know if you know this, but your whole playlist, I'm like, wow, he's really in a particular region with the exception of one track. Yes. You stay, I don't know if you've noticed this, but you're really in the South. You're in the I, Delta. I, to this me- This is Mississippi I, Delta. You started I, and in the I, real I was, South. I was unaware of these things. To me, the the sounds, the, the they're not the same. And I mm. would never compare them to the same, but they're cousins. That they're- they know one another in, in my mind for the genres and the way that the style. And to me, the first time I started listening to John Lee Hooker, I liked that. E even the other people on the playlist, I, I I don't know why. I, to me, I'm still, I still feel like a bit of a, a, a noob, a newbie person re regarding jazz. I know very little about it. To me, it's, it feels more, to me in my mind, it's something complex and I have to, I have to sip it slowly, right? But the blues, I in the blues and a lot of the stuff from the South, and I don't know what it is. To me, it, it's it speaks to something in me that I don't understand, but I like it. But you just named two American forms of art. Yeah, they, those are the cousins. Your playlist, make no mistake, every single artist on here, even the artist that's not blues, mm -hmm. has borrowed from the blues. It's yeah, all yeah. and and with the exception of one track mm -hmm. they all reside or all you know have some sort of relationship yeah. to the delta yeah. in some shape or another and so without even consciously trying to do that you've just kind of created a playlist that really does kind of speak to that so i that's what yeah. i point that out to you i don't know if that you know you might have you might have been you might have been doing it in the just you know trying to be 
um, you know, low key about it right now. And that's okay. You don't gotta be low key. To me, to me, John Lee Hooker. I wish I had come to know who he was sooner rather than later in my life. That I probably my the music that I like probably would have known. This ain't late. You you still I, young? What you talking about? <laughs> I feel like if I had found out who he was in my late teens, early twenties, I'd be like, I, I feel like my knowledge of the catalogs of all these music would go deeper. And unfortunately, I'm like in the, I'm in the one foot part of the pool, and I know that this pool probably goes forty feet deep. So, well, let's explore that too. Okay. When we are in our teens, our early, you know, like formative years. Mm-hmm. The things that are available to us, we have to absorb those too. Yes. That's really important. That's, you know, we, we, and I get the whole, you know, I probably would have enjoyed this more, but Andrew, I don't think you would have. You don't think, you think it would have taken me time to, 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 to understand and appreciate it a bit more? Well, let me take that back. It's not that you would not have appreciated it, but, you know, there were so many budding types of music at the, it would have just been too much like yeah it, and and out in this state it would have been like maybe slowing down maybe if your parents which is one of my questions mm. maybe if you know um your parents if you started out with this it wouldn't be too much of a stretch but if you didn't grow up like with you know gospel or blues or any of you know spiritual sort of music in the home i don't i don't know that that leap feels as mm. in- interesting you know, it's slowing down because, you know, we're right around the same age. And so I, I remember it was some popping stuff out. You wasn't, you was trying to Beastie Boys. You wasn't trying to, you know, you I'm trying think, to John Lee Hooker. I think, <laughs> I, think, I, I think what it is with my parents, I think I ended up going backwards, right? Not mm. going backwards, but going back to a more raw form of something. So my parents, my mom specifically, and my dad listened to a lot of Led Zeppelin. And I didn't realize until 10 years ago Led Zeppelin borrowed heavily. Not even borrow, son. You okay, know they stop. just. I'm sorry. They, they boosted all of that. Come on they, now. They, they I like Led Zeppelin too, but at least they, they own it. They, they own they, it. They, they five finger discounted a lot of the stuff, and I. It wasn't until the invention of YouTube and people going, "Look, this, this is actually not borrowing, plagiarizing this," and you know, me forty year old going, oh, "Really?" And so, <laughs> so. I think that maybe maybe the seed was planted at that point. Oh, it maybe totally the, was. Maybe the seed was planted at that point, and maybe it. You're right. Maybe it took me a while to get that understanding of. Mm-hmm. Hey, wait a minute. Maybe I like this because I had a sampling of that when I was younger, and I didn't get it. And now going now that I'm older, I go. Well, wait a minute. Where did this actually come from? Do I like the original? Do I like where this originated from more than what I was exposed to? Yes and no. I do. I do like the Led Zeppelin and things like that still, but going back even further, I'm like, I really like this even more. You like the source? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. If I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. um, your mother really enjoys the Rolling Stones also, am I yes. right? Yes. Same thing. They liberally yes. borrowed. <laughs> yes. From Muddy Waters, John Lee Hooker, all, yes. everybody that you're you can think of right yes and so i i feel like maybe you do like to do the little part the homework part that so many of us you know music geeks 
enjoy. And that's, well, I like this. Why would I like this? What's the source of this? And now you're able to figure that out um, with the advent of all these other, you know, mediums that you yes. can look those up. So kudos to you for recognizing um, the low end, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> um, since we're talking about what, what we grew up listening to, what yeah. kind of music was played in your home? I know that your mom likes a lot of like rock from that era am i yeah. am i mistaken yeah, that's okay right. yeah um but i'm not sure what your dad listened to uh so if my dad was probably like a huge beatles fan beatles um same thing they yeah. love they was they yeah mm-hmm. okay. uh <laughs> crosby stills nash and young mm, i really um, like them too yeah my dad likes some weird stuff like um jethro toll um uh, I don't know if my, my dad didn't really like Black Sabbath, but my mom liked that. So I was exposed to Ozzy Osbourne and all his shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Van Halen, stuff like that. A lot of rock, a lot more rock and uh, blues influenced rock, a ZZ Top, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. I was exposed to more. Anything beyond that, I, I had to like happen upon myself. Yeah. Yeah. So that their, their influence was rock rock blues rock from the 60s and 70s okay yeah and then you have an older sibling Mm -hmm. did your older did sean like kick down like some music knowledge at some point was there like a magical moment when you walk in your room and you're like hey what's this cassette and she says you need to learn blah 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 did you ever have or an aunt or uncle somebody somebody had to kick you down something not 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 Sean. She she liked stuff like at that time, the 80s, stuff like Depeche Mode mm. um, and uh, The Cure. And now now I appreciate them. But when I was young, I'm like, hey, what is this? What, what, are these, what are these British men singing about? Come on, man. So to me, <laughs> I know, and I know that sounds terrible now. And me thinking back to 13 and 14 year old Aaron, I was like, dude, just listen to it. You'll like it. And, and in the, in the, in, in my, own little private rooms on I'm like, yeah, that's a pretty good song. My own uh-huh. I knew yeah, it. That's a good song. I knew it. <laughs> right? But I'm not going to admit that. I'm not going to admit that because, you know, it's your older sister. Yeah. What is that? I'm the oldest, so I know that. I tried to introduce my brothers to stuff and got clowned. But I know, you know, now that we're older, I'm just like, hey, wait a second. <laughs> what are you listening to? Oh, don't, don't you worry about that. And I'm like, back in the day, you gave me hell for this. So yeah, that in the next track. Don't worry about that. (laughs) So I mean, stuff like that, that was influenced, that influenced me at the time, but I didn't understand the repercussion. I didn't understand that I would like that music as I got older. Yeah. And so it's hard for me. It's a gift though, right? Yeah. Um, Other uh, school stuff that I saw on TV, um, you know, MTV at the time when they actually, you know, MTV raps, I would listen to stuff like that. That exposed me to different stuff. Oddly enough, De La Soul. De La Soul had their, you know, their, their, the one video for me, myself, and I. And I didn't understand it at the time, but I love the loop. I love, didn't realize, I'm like, man, I like that. Jump ahead 30 years later. Wait, that's George Clinton? What? <laughs> you don't understand how foolish I feel when I, oh man, I feel like. I'm looking at you right now and I can tell you're still embarrassed by this. <laughs> Really, really embarrassed. Really embarrassed about that. Really you should be. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sugarcoat this for you, Andrew. You should be. 
<laughs> I'm just kidding, man. <laughs> I, and I, I, I will own up to it now. I will own up to it now. I even tell my daughter, I'm like, well, this song is actually this song. So if you go back far enough, it's actually this. And this is the original. Got to. Right? Because I, I don't want her to fall. You can't have her out there like, I, reckless. I, you can't I have her out there reckless and la, 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 la. <laughs> I don't want her to make the same mistakes that no. I do. So stuff like that. But that stuff, I feel like that, that, that seed of that stuff that the loops, the hooks, all that was planted and it took time to grow. Yeah. And it took me going, why do I like this? Why does this, and then- Being the inquisitive. Yeah. And so for me, that kind of, it. as I've gotten a bit older, even for me now, I, I'm starting to go back. I'm like, it sounds weird. And I, you would understand, but I don't know if everybody else, other people who are not really, really, really like want to find the source of something. I don't know if they would understand. Like going back, I'm like, you, you told me that, oh, who's the one DJ on YouTube channel? And he goes back and he plays all the samples that are in all these old kind, like not even golden age hip hop, but hip hop from the nineties and things like that. And he goes back through and he lists all the samples that are used. And I'm like, holy crap, a lot of that music is so good. Just, and it makes me appreciate the samples even more as a whole song on their own. Mm -hmm. And so at the same time, I feel foolish. And so I feel guilty listening to all this stuff. <laughs> this time. But at the same time, I'm like, I think I like the, the original song even more than the sample that it was used in. Mm -hmm. Like, um, um, Teddy Pendergrass. Oh, which one? Like, pray tell. Um, <laughs> There's so many, um, so many people. Love TKO. <gasps> oh, oh, no, you don't. Go I, ahead. I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't see that cover. <laughs> I, I didn't see it coming either. But when the I forget who the guy is when he went through the, the tracks, I'm like, that's a really good song. And so there I am, looking up uh, while I'm starting work. I'm like, okay, I gotta find this song. And then I hear the song. I'm like, yeah, I think I like the song. Even more yeah, now. man, yeah. And I'm from the era where you know my aunties and my mama. They was I was babysitting while they would go to a Teddy Pendergrass concert. Legally, they shouldn't have had me babysitting. I was much too young. Um, not a good thing. Um, but you know, I was responsible. I've been. I was born responsible. So, um, yeah, man, Teddy was. He was everybody's babe. Yeah. So to me that 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 going backwards like that is, is similar to you know just by happen happen my my conflating certain things it exposes me to stuff where I'm like huh I I like this a little bit more than than what I had originally intended to look for. Yeah. Well, that's good though. Th those are the gifts we get when we kind of dig for music, and that's just one of my favorite things. Yeah. Um, on your playlist, your yeah. playlist is called "Bearing One Soul," mm -hmm. uh, track one with John Lee Hooker, Bluebird. Track two is um, one of my favorite musicians just ever. Yeah. Um, their birthday is the day before mine. And I don't know why I always say this whenever I talk about the good Reverend Al Green, but mm -hmm. I always do. I always let folks know he Aries too, y'all. He was born the day before me, <laughs> April 13th. I don't know why I do that, but it makes me feel like we close. Um, hey, I, nothing wrong with that. Take, no, take it. No. 
you picked Can't Get Next to You. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Uh, it is a cover. And yeah, Can't Get Next to You is a cover. Um, lots of people recorded it. Um, the most famous one is probably The Temptations. Can't get oh. next to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You hear his is, is very different than their version. Um, and I love the fact that it's on his own. It's his, it's, it's his third studio album, but it's, the actual album is called Al Green Gets Next to You. And the first single was Can't Get Next to You. Got it. Um, <laughs> he is also... Um, from uh, the region near the Delta, it's not the Delta, he's from um, Forest City, Arkansas, and was on a label called Stacks when this particular, I think he was on Stacks when this came out. Don't quote me on that, y'all. You know I'll be messing up sometime, but y'all still love me. Uh, let's talk about Can't Get Next to You. What What is it about the good reverend? Um, there's so many things I could say, but I want you to say. Like the bird in the sky, oh, I can buy anything that money can buy. Oh, I can turn a river into a raging fire. I can live forever if I so desire. Yeah, I'm happy. first exposures to Al Green was from Pulp Fiction. What, what was in Pulp Fiction? Um, in Pulp Fiction, um, the two hitmen are going to talk to Marcellus Wallace and they're in a strip club and while they're in there, Al Green is playing in the background. What song? Because um, um, I've seen Pulp Fiction, but it was many years ago. Yeah, I can't uh, remember what song uh, that would be. Uh, Let's Stay Together. Really? Yeah. Yeah, and when I heard that first heard that song, I'm like, ooh, I like this. And then from there, I, I think I was able to get a CD, like a best uh, greatest hit CD. And on the greatest hit CD, uh, Can't Get Next to You, I, I like the way the song started. And for me, what kind of got me like hooked into the song is when he's making these metaphors about things that, all these things that he can do, but he still can't. He's like, I can I can make a ship sail on dry land. I'm like, mm. He's like, I can, build, I can build a castle from a grain of sand and all these amazing things, but then the one thing he can't do, like, he can't get, he can't get, he can't talk to this one. That's just game right there. Right? It's like, come on, that's just, that's a, that's a whole nother level. You I, know it worked too. Right? Al, Al was a ladies man out there in them streets. I mean, he's a reverend now, so we don't mm -hmm. be talking about that that much, but um, yeah, he had a whole life. <laughs> <laughs> he does, he, yeah. And to me, I just, he, he, I just feel the, the, I feel the frustration in his voice mm -hmm. towards the end of the song too, when he's towards the end of the song, when he's, he's vocalizing and I, I don't know, you know, they could have done a thousand takes for that song, but for me in my mind, it doesn't seem like that. It seems like they're like, okay, Mr. Green, go ahead and go. You sing this song and to me, it feels like he got into that song. And hearing that song, I feel like he was really truly expressing his, his bearing his soul, <laughs> expressing his 
utter frustration of all the things that he can do, but the one mm-hmm. thing, one thing that he really, really wants to do, he is, he is powerless to do it. And to me, to me, I like many Al Green songs. There are a lot of really happy Al Green songs. And this song is one of those frustrated, like I, I can understand his frustration. You want something, it's not gonna happen. It's mm-hmm. not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. And towards the end of the song, I feel the way, maybe the way we recorded it, like I said, maybe they did like a thousand takes and after that, they're like, that's what we want. But I, in my mind, I don't think so. I think that was the first take. And it, after that, they're like, yeah, we're gonna go ahead and keep all that. That was, that was good. And to me, that's, when I hear that song, I, I don't know, I, I see what he's saying. I see the soul that he's bearing, upon, showing us all of like, look, just, I can't do it. That ain't nothing but the blues. You just said a whole lot of whoosh on job to say, I love the blues. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like the way this man is frustrated by this particular moment. Um, mm-hmm. And he does it with such, um, like, it's such a nice, warm sound. I don't yes. know the recording quality, yes. you know, and that particular in the early 70s was so different. Um, than it is now. I, I do appreciate digital. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But there's something so nice and um, soothing about that analog sort of environment where you catch all the nuances, which is what you're, you know, describing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like he does that um, in a way that makes people also feel that. And a lot of it has to do with the church too. Let's just be. You know, let's just call a thing a thing. Um, You're able to move emotions and thoughts and, you know, even backsides when you know where the the cadence should drop and where it should rise and how to, you know, empower folks and make them feel a certain kind of way. And he really is superb with that. So uh, can't get next to you. While I feel like the Temptations version might be the, more readily available version that folks Mm. instantly think of um i do see the importance of this version especially for your playlist working with what you've um put together here the barren one soul that even the fact that it's i didn't make the connection that it's that it's a cover blows my mind because um, you can't even hear another person even try it huh right i'm trying the other version of a song that's covered where I didn't realize it was a, a, a someone else had covered it was uh, Isaac Hayes, Walk On By. Oh, so many people have covered that. And I'm going to tell you, nobody can get it. Like, I mean, th- there's some really good versions, but man, his is so haunting. Yes. There's no way. It just is perfect to me. Yeah. And to me, and I've heard other versions of that. And the first time that I heard Isaac Hayes, I'm like, Man, I feel bad for him. He, yeah, that it's it's night and day when it comes to other covers of that song, and so that makes me think of Al Green covering a, a cover that I didn't. I mean, maybe I did know it, and I just never made that connection. But yeah, they don't they don't sound very well. One's you know the Temptation version in my mind is a lot more. Um, it's quicker. It's yes, you know yes. a, a little you know feeling myself. His yeah, just yes. like look. I don't know what's going on, but you know, we got to work on this. Right. Whereas theirs is just like, you know, <laughs> you're missing out over here. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I, I just love the Reverend. He's I, 
I have a craft on my table as we speak. And I don't want to jinx myself because I have a habit of not finishing stuff lately. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's an Al Green craft that I hope to finish by next week. Um, yeah. Yeah. It looks so dope. I wish I... Yeah. I, I don't want to jinx it, though, so I'm not going to say what it is. Now you put a little bit of extra pressure on yourself because now I want to see the finished product. At yeah. Point. Okay. You. I'll just tell you. Nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make an Al Green snow globe. And I have all the components except for one little thing I'm waiting to come in the mail. Yeah. Um, for the base. Yeah. But yeah, I have everything. Huh. Yeah. I like that. I even have a little mic. I don't know why I made my voice small when I said that. I, uh, I think to emphasize that it's a little mic. Little mic, right? Yeah. 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 It's dope, man. I'm just saying. All right. I, I want to see this finished product now. So. All right. All right. Yeah. Just, be- just between me, you and a lamppost. That's what I'm working on. I'm, I'm going to see that now. <laughs> that that seems like something that I would want too. <laughs> oh, okay. I should make more than one? I don't right? even know if hey. I can make the one. but I'm, Make that I'm, prototype and you let me yeah, know. Yeah, I'll make the prototype and then I'll see, uh, you know, <laughs> what other folks <laughs> think about it. Um <laughs> If you had to be stuck in a decade mm-hmm. listening to a particular um, like style of music, like some surface shit, let's just be yeah. real, nothing deep. Yeah. Um, what decade would you choose and why? The, the 70s. The 70s. I could see that. I could totally see that. And But, but why though? And I'll tell uh, you why I think. So the knowledge that I have of music now, there are two different types of music from that era where if that was all I had to listen to, I think that I'd be okay. Mm. Um, that was the time when kind of uh, George Clinton, Parliament Funkadelic were kind of producing stuff. And for me now, now that I know what I know now, I'd be happy to listen to all that stuff all day, every day. At the same time, you also kind of had an emergence of start of, of new hard rock bands, uh, things like ACDC and things like that. Uh, Led Zeppelin were probably on their way out, but and I still groove off of those things as well. So for me, I'd probably get the not the best of both worlds because music is music, but yeah, those two specific genres, I'd be okay with that. You'd be all right. I'd be all right. All right. Good answer. I like that. Thank you. I like that. Um, your third track on yeah. Bearing One's Soul is um, Glory Box by yeah. Portishead, yeah. who are um, a band from the UK, um, which a lot of people refer to as trip hop. So, yeah, I, um, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I didn't even know that that was a term until I started to do research on them just the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. To me, Portishead was just, you know, something eclectic i i would to me it didn't seem like hip-hop but a trip-hop but i'm not sure what the definitive lines of that were to me they were just something very eclectic and very different mm-hmm. yeah uh let's see who's, who's else but, um uh, massive like, attack would probably be fall under that massive attack tricky mm-hmm. um goldie yeah there was quite a bit. There was a decent, you know, little situation happening right yeah. about then, and um, yeah, it, it was a it was a beautiful time in yeah. music, yeah. and uh, a lot of folks who didn't necessarily listen to hip hop, yeah, um, kind of found their way 
towards that um, because Glory Box, um, it was a mix of, uh, it was a popular Isaac Hayes sample, but if you didn't grow up listening to Isaac Hayes, you wouldn't think so. Yeah. You would maybe think it's hip hop actually. Yes. Um, and Voice is so haunting. Um, the lead singer, who her name escapes me, Beth Givens. Uh, Beth, Beth Givens. Givens. Yeah. So from Bristol, mm -hmm. um, and this is super early '90s. Yeah. And it was. You are right. It it was very different at the time because here in the U.S. we didn't have a lot of like acid jazz. We didn't have a lot yeah. of trip hop. I always liked that because I always listened to other, um, like you know. Um, there were just ways you could find different music then, and so I was super, you know, aware of you know how this, how to find that, and so those sort of songs come to you. Yeah. But you are right; it was very different um, yeah. here in the U.S. I don't know how they received them in the U.K., but I would imagine they were well received because "Dummy" is like one of those um, go-to. Um, albums for folks who want to introduce someone to something and um you know like basically no skips you can just you know vibe the whole time Man, so that is it right there so you tell me a little bit about how you because you specifically chose the roseland um new york city the live version yes. for your yes. playlist mm -hmm. so let's talk a little bit about what brought you to glory box so glory box was introduced to me the the that specific uh version the live version uh my buddy rich in san luis obispo bought that cd and he had it on and he must have liked it i don't know if, <laughs> i don't know if in retrospect if he, he liked it as much as i ended up liking it huh. but i liked it it was it was something different and the way that the uh glory box starts on the um on the live version I, i've never heard dummy I've never heard that version of it, the kind mm -hmm. of cleanup version, but oh. on on the live version, she Beth Gibbons gets down, man. And I like listening to it, her voice is kind of haunting. But in this one, I feel I I feel this woman's pain when she's trying to, she's telling this dude, just like, give give me something. Give me, give me a reason to make me want to love you. And it doesn't seem like that's gonna happen. It she's 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 laying out her cards with the knowledge that this could go wrong and end up hurting her, and she's still putting it out there. And the way that she sings it, it's to me on the live version, it's something else. It, I don't. When I've seen, there are very few interviews with Portishead, very few. And even herself, she admits she's not like a professionally trained singer, and I can recognize that. But at the same time, I also recognize the emotion that's in her voice when she's singing this live. 
and it seems like it seems like she sounds like a woman who's had a rough go and she's coming to terms with some stuff and bearing her soul to this person this person this man and given full knowledge in her mind that yeah this this guy might go like nah that's not happening mm -hmm. and to me it's it's good the the way that they mix the music because i think in the live version there's there's a dj who's mixing things mm -hmm. there's also a band not a band but a, a guitarist who's playing at the same time and the way that they kind of play off each other and have her singing it works well for me just to hear that song i'm like that's that's a good song and like you said that cd for me there's there's no skips it plays through and but i know when i come to that song i might go like yeah but i think i'm gonna listen to that one again mm. and to me i don't I, to me i don't know I, just hearing the way she sings it sounds like a person who's yeah showing a lot of pain and raw emotion something that comes from a person's soul <laughs> you just explained this the same way that we talked about both the previous songs yeah and so they it is the it is a particular style of the blues she is bearing her soul that way she does sample someone who is of that particular um time frame where that music was prevalent mm -hmm. and so while it isn't a traditional sense in the word but what you but but your playlist it does fit the mold of that and so yeah it's it's 1991 but it still falls in line with your bearing one soul and the fact that the bottom part of you know the low end of the of it is what yeah. you like that essence and that that blues part the pain but i'm still trying sort of emotion there i don't know if i said that right no no I, I, I never would have made that connection to me I, I honestly until you pointed out to me i never would have made that connection to me it was just sounded like now i see the bigger picture right to me it was just i was looking at at only certain specific things right but now i kind of understand like yeah okay yeah. you said her voice doesn't sound that great to you well you didn't say that that's not, not what you that. said you said she's not a pro professionally trained or something of that nature yes yes and that and i do i you don't have to bear your soul you don't have to have any training mm -hmm. just be open and be vulnerable yes and yes. allow that and she does in this song um and so you're you're spot on by explaining the things that you like about it it's just my job to like tie it all together like dude you still like talking about the blues here <laughs> <laughs> just a, just a something that's a little bit removed from it right mm -hmm. a little bit removed from where it originally came from slightly well more than slightly removed and mixed into something else but yeah i yeah yeah huh. never would have thought about it like that do you think in terms of music that you're more of an engaged listener or a passive listener? Do you like, for instance, if you're at a work function mm -hmm. and there's music on, mm -hmm. can you tune it out and be all right? Or if it's something super lame, you're like, yo, I got to go. I I can tune it out when it needs to be. However, the flip side of that is if, if there's something playing and I know it, I'm like, oh, that's good. Everybody else gets shut off. Like, uh, huh? What? 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 Building's on fire? Okay, well, hold on. This song's almost done. Hold on. Mm -hmm. <laughs>
some music I I think is just designed to be passive, right? Like yeah. the, the, the groups that are the Muzaks of the world, right? Yeah, and that's okay. And, yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. There are other things where I feel like it takes my undivided attention and I want to hear everything that they have to say. And I want to, I want to understand the deeper levels of what they're having to say. And sometimes it takes a little bit of research. Like, wait, what was this person talking about? They said this, but what do they actually mean by this? What was the deeper meaning? It's not just a throwaway line. It's not just a throwaway lyric. The chorus isn't something that's just thrown away. It has its position in the song for a specific reason. Mm -hmm. And to me, sometimes I feel like I want to find out why. I, I want to find out why they decided to put this part right here and do these audio effects here. What was the reason for it? Nice. And so, but I mean, but that's the difference between artists who are really, really artists and musicians who are commercial, right? In a sense, just my thought. I don't know. I don't know. I see what you're saying. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I think about that. Let me, I'm going to let that marinate. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your favorite curse word? Favorite curse word? Mm-hmm. I'm doing, let me just tell you. So this, mm-hmm. these next couple of questions, yeah. Yeah, I boost this vibe right here. I love, I've been watching those um, in the actor's studio like yeah. on, on YouTube. Yeah. And I just love some of the questions that we ask people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I thought I'm gonna throw some of these on Andrew this evening. If you scared to curse, that's your, your prerogative. You don't have to. Um, but I just was wondering if you have a favorite curse word. I do, and it's reserved for only the times when I'm the most angriest. But I don't I don't even feel comfortable repeating the word. Oh, then I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Thank you for prefacing that. Um I okay. I can I can let F bombs go and all kinds of stuff like that. But when I'm particularly mad, there's one word that I'll use and I try and keep it to a minimum. Pete, I'll tell you what though, you might be able to figure out what the word is. People across the pond, people over in England drop this word like it's nothing. And I'm like, what? My time in Japan, an expat from England, she dropped this word like it was nothing. I'm like, you can't say that. And she's like, yes, I can. I'm like, don't, I, mm. I can't figure it out, but that's okay. That's okay. I'll be all right. (laughs) (laughs) What's your uh, least favorite overused word or phrase and you know in these days and times i really there's so many words that i no longer use and i stopped using quite a while ago just because i could tell they were going to be Mm co-opted and i'm not a fan of um just saying shit just to say it yeah you know i'm i'm very uh well i try to be careful with my words but as i've said many times on this program COVID did a number on your girl. I, I mean, just I, talking crazy all the time. Like, what does that word mean, the boy? Why did you say it? Um, but there are several like overused like terms that I'm not comfortable sharing mm-hmm. um, or pretending like I enjoy them or like them. Yeah. Um, but do you have like an, uh, an overused word or phrase that you're just tired of hearing? A word that I, and I know it's, I I dislike the word literally. Literally. Because most people aren't literal. (laughs) It's because you're very practical. I get that. You're like, not, look, yeah, I see what you're saying. 
what do you how do you feel when people say i love you to the moon and back that bugs you doesn't it mm -hmm. yeah because they can't go to the moon and come back huh no i knew it no, i knew it Tell me you love me to this down to the down to the by art then back. I believe in that because <laughs> that's a trip sometimes. It's gonna take a little bit. Okay, y'all heard it here. Y'all heard it here first. Don't be don't be coming up with no random shit with Andrew. He's not about that life. Yeah, I just 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 tell me truthfully. Don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, your favorite sound. Uh, um, hard shoes on wood floor like 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 hard bottom church shoes like on a click 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 like that yeah i like the Word. sound of, of wood meeting other wood it uh -huh. sometimes it has kind of a resonance that's low sometimes like a and then other yeah. times depending on what the shoes are it'll have a tapping sound yeah I, I like i really like that sound yeah okay all right yeah uh do you remember the first song you ever associated with the crush like a song where you just like Man, that little red-haired girl. Isn't that the little girl on Charlie Brown? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that sort of situation. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Far Side. Really? Yeah. Which song? Passing Me By. <laughs> oh, snap. Okay, I like that. I even, remember, <laughs> I even remember the video from back in the day because they were flipped upside down. Oh, yeah. They were hanging, and yeah, to me that's that's still a classic video. Like I, it's it is it nobody's is. really like it. Still, kind of boggles my mind how they figured that out in that right in that way to be able yeah. to do that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, that, <laughs> in a weird way, yeah. That because that's I mean that's what that's what it is. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Word up. <laughs> Your favorite musician, I, I have a hard time with this word now, turned actor. Are, are there any, like, you know, music industry folks that now act that you just like, yo, this is this is what you should be doing with your life? Ah, easy one for that one. Sting. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I didn't even Sting. think of that. All right. How about one who's done that and it wasn't so great you're just like mm, you might want to go back and pick that guitar uh, movies alone uh, <laughs> dr dre <laughs> i concur my good man I, I concur i i would never tell anybody to stay in their lane but Dre needs just just do music. It's okay. okay. Just do it's I don't right. care how long it takes for you to put out an album. Just yeah. do that. Don't don't get yeah. sidetracked with being in mm -hmm. movies, man. Just focus yeah. on music. I mean, you know what I like to say, Andrew? Hmm. You know what? Um I have other attributes. When I can't do something, I just own it. I'd be like, mm, I have other attributes. There and just walk away. It's right? okay. Ain't right? nobody, you know, ain't nobody mad at you because no, you can't no. do everything. They appreciate the self-recognition yeah. of yeah. It's like gone. You don't have you don't know what you're doing in the kitchen, Deboya. Just move along. Okay, I got other attributes. You know what I'm saying? Right? Hey, yeah. I can't do it, but I'll support you. You tell me what That's to do. That's right. I can, right? I can make you the best beverage while you, you right. know. Like, I will select the music, yeah. make you your beverage. I sure you, can. Right? I set a table like nobody's business. Hey. But you don't want nothing on that plate from me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I can guarantee that room will be clean. <laughs> I can't guarantee anything with the food. The room will be clean and ready to go. What's your favorite thing to daydream about? If it's too personal, go on ahead and skip that too. <laughs> trees. <gasps> Get out. Yeah. I think about trees so much. So much. I... When I think about trees, I think about strange stuff. I think about trees and how long they live. That's not strange. And I think they would be stuck in that one spot, but they could sit there and observe everything not that stuck. happens to them over the course. Their of roots life. are like they <laughs> like it. It's not stuck. Yeah, I. They're tree. growing. Yes. You know, sprouting even, up down the street, and we don't right? even know it. You know. And they're. Even when like half of them are dead, there's still that branch that has just a few leaves on it. That means that they're still alive. That mm -hmm. means that they're, if there's one green leaf on that tree, it's still alive. Yep. Trees. I'm going to tell you one thing and you're going to think I made this up. No. But you know that pepper tree out front of my, yes. I mean, I know that's one of the reasons I lived here so long. That tree is just like my best friend. And sometimes when I leave, I just look up at her and I say, you know, I talk to her a little bit. Mm -hmm. the, the other morning I'm going to work. I said, all right, girl, I'll see you later. Do you know what poked its head up from around the branch? A tree rat? I mean, a squirrel? <gasps> yes. <sighs> and was all in my face like, are you talking to me? And I was so low-key scared, but like intrigued and all the things. And I whipped my camera phone. Why am I saying camera phone? Of course, you know, it's a camera phone. I hate this. I hate right. this it's, so it's, much. It happens. It happens. Don't even get mad about it. Don't don't get mad about it. Did you hear that? My camera phone. What kind of 1999 reference? Hey, wait a okay. minute, though. I still knew exactly what you were talking about. I know. You did not, I, know. I, you, I did not skip a beat when you like. You yep. sure didn't. You sure didn't. You know, my sister, you know, she would have been like, you what, Didi? <laughs> I would have defended you. I would have popped in from the side. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's what the squirrel did. And I was just so like, oh my God, this squirrel heard me talking to the tree. Looked down at me. And we was both locked. Eyes was locked. And I'm like, I hope you don't jump down here on me. But I'm going to try and take a photo of you. And it, it came out crappy, but it was interesting. I say all that to say. That tree. I'm more concerned yeah. about the tree than the Oh yeah. It's a, it's a whole tunnel in there. Yeah. It's a whole tunnel in that tree. Uh, Red House mm -hmm. is your fourth track yeah. by Jimi Hendrix. Yes. Um, I'd never heard this song before. Really? Mm -mm. I'm not super familiar with Jimi Hendrix's catalog. Mm -hmm. I do know um, that he was super influenced by the blues. Um, <laughs> and I'm not surprised because that has been our theme today. Yes. Um, for your five song playlist. Yes. Um, how did you happen upon Jimi Hendrix and this particular track, Red House? Red House, sorry. Mom, my mom. Oh. My mom liked Jimi Hendrix and she would play, she, back in the back in the late 80s, early night, late 80s, CD players were a thing. She bought, had Jimi Hendrix CDs and prior to that she had Jimi Hendrix vinyl, right? Mm -hmm. They would Saturday morning put it on and so, Jimi Hendrix would hear all that stuff and she wouldn't play she would play a lot of the stuff that was you know that she liked and as I got older I start you know obviously I liked the way he sounded but hearing Red House Red House sounds it is it is for me compared to some of the other stuff that he's done it is as bluesy as it gets mm -hmm. I ain't been home to see my baby Not a nine and one half day. 
I like it is because when he's playing the guitar, the, the beat of the song, the way he's playing, it's so slow sometimes. It almost sounds like if the song were a guitar, a car, it would stall out. Each note is like, doo doo doo. And then it's you're like, wait, it's all over? And then it would stall. Yes. To the point where, like, to me, he when he's singing, he's singing. And at the end of the song, it's a bit of a, a kind of a joke. Not a joke, but it's a, it's one of those kind of things. You're like, hey! But the way that he plays the guitar in it, his guitars is, in my mind, his guitar is the way of him kind of expressing his frustration with the situation. And the way it is, there, there are multiple versions of this song. Okay. The, the version that I've listened to is maybe a four minute version. I've heard like 11 and a half minute versions of this where he's like, yeah, I think I'm gonna take this guitar trip because it's the blues and that's what you can do you can improvise you can do what you want what right it, yeah so long as you're on the you're on the ride with them they're gonna mm -hmm. take you wherever they go they'll bring you back at a certain point but you're gonna go with them and to me the way that he plays the guitar in this it, it's almost like it's heavy and it almost sounds like the weight of it is gonna make it stall out like the song is just gonna stop and then it catches itself again and it starts back up and to me it's a really good analogy i see it that is this song. Yeah. And it's that I mean, deep. It's that murky. That yeah, you, yeah. That, you have that to really visual of it. Yes. It, it and the song, I mean, the song he's singing about this woman. Mm -hmm. And he comes home. And what does he say? I haven't been home in 99 and one half days. Mm -hmm. He gets to the house and no one's there. This yeah. woman has left him. And the guitar, to me in my mind, expresses his bearing of his soul of like. Ah, oh, God damn it. Mm -hmm. And and it just it it's heavy and it plods along and almost stops and then catches itself and gets back up and goes again. And to me, that that is a way of him bearing his soul via his guitar. Wow. That's such yeah. a great explanation. I like that. I, I love it. I see it. Yeah. I please listen to it if you get a chance. It, oh, I did. Yeah. I listen oh, okay. to it. Yes, oh, okay. I listen to everything people share here, and then I, you know, have this conversation with y'all. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, no, I agree with you. That's such a good way to explain it, um, because it is very thick. Yeah. It's um, yeah. I I I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Too. To me, that and on this list though, that song, that song to me, that's the only song that kind of ends on a happy note. Cause he kind of jokes he's like you know i know if she won't be around i know her sister will and he's and it, even the mm -hmm. even at the end of the song the guitar playing goes to like a happy note and i'm like yeah <laughs> so <laughs> to me it all that 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 song it has those deep dark moments and then at the end it brings a smile to my face like yeah jimmy you tell her fine she doesn't want to be around I'll move on to somebody else. I know where your sister stay. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. <Yeah>. Typical. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, that to me, that one was a, that that's a song where it's not necessarily about how his vocalization of it and things like that, but the way that his guitar, he expresses that through his guitar playing. Mm. Yeah, you're right. It speaks for him. Yes. Yeah. yeah. In lieu of anything else, he doesn't really require. And that's the first um, song recorded in 1966 by the Jimi Hendrix Experience. Oh, I didn't know um, that. 
And so I think that speaks volumes too, because it's a, quite a shift and being able to just own the things that, you know, um, inspired you. And you can tell he's inspired by that particular um, sort of aesthetic in the music. Yeah. And so it really does, um, it, it comes through. Um, what was I gonna ask you? Oh, I know what I was gonna ask you. Can we talk a little bit about your family for a bit and why you didn't go to record stores when you lived in Japan? <laughs> uh, uh, record stores record stores in japan are yeah. it's the holy grail yeah. andrew i i did not i did not realize that at the time mm. i you know now that i am of my age and i understand those things i understand the importance of vinyl i understand the right. importance of having a turntable mm, do you? Do you? but yeah. my time in japan was also a thing of I can get everything I want on a device this big. All I gotta do is borrow a CD. He has his hand, there. like Damn. a little tiny, little small version ah. of something. Yeah. 10 gigabytes of music? Yeah, I can yeah. do that quick. Yeah, that would have been more impressive too. And they had stuff there where it was all in Japanese and it was specifically for there. Mm -hmm. I knew who the label, but I just, yeah, to me, I was like, oh, interesting. They're still doing vinyl and then moving that along. <laughs> In retrospect, yeah, I probably yeah. should have hopped on in, but yeah, yeah, that's all right. That's I all know, right. It's not, but but when I go back and visit again, I will bring an extra suitcase empty. So you I should. Can you can come back. up, and you can pay for Momo's education with some of right? that. I'm just saying, it's that hot. It's that hot. Um, are you still? Do you still teach uh, Japanese? Um, yeah, I do. You do? Yeah, okay. English to Japanese kids. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. Right. Just making sure, because you know, you can be friend them kids to have them. I, we, can, right? we can get some music if it's we. Can, you know what? We I can need parlay to start, this. I, I need to start hitting up some of my contacts then, huh? Like, hey, I'm just saying, Andrew. I, there's a plethora I, of things you could be, you know, wheeling I, and dealing with. Right? I never even thought of that avenue, but now that it's what now here for, friend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get them imports in here, shoot. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, as we wind down, um, I like to ask um, this particular question of our guests. Um, just so other folks understand, there's various ways in, in, in which to manifest this. Mm -hmm. And so I just would like to ask you, how do you stay sucker free, Andrew Martinez? I, music. Music mm -hmm. is... I can associate many things with music. Music, I, I don't know if it's the same for you, but music is one of those things get, that can dictate my mood. Oh, you know me. Right? You know me, yeah. If I'm, if I'm feeling frustrated and I wanna play on that, it goes to heavy metal or hard rock. And I feel like I can, that music reverberates. And I'm just like, I feel like my aura has changed colors and I, I, I'm pretty sure I give off an aura or a presence of, I think I'm going to avoid Andrew today. I'm going to go ahead and go around the long way. And that helps me work through maybe some anger. If I'm feeling particularly happy, I will put on something, but not, no, not happy. Feeling a mixture of emotions, mm -hmm. I'll put on something like Parliament, because that to me is a weird hodgepodge of stuff. And it gives off a weird vibe. And, and to me, when those things are in my ears, when I've got my headphones on and I'm listening, 
that's my that that is that's my force field like i can't be hurt with that sort of thing going uh, on that's I, a good I way to put it your force field you're not gonna you can come at me with a ton of bad karma and bad shit that's been put on somebody else and now that has to be transferred to somebody else right mm-hmm. music nope i'm i'm bulletproof it's, it's your it's your shield it's yeah your, it's okay. not gonna hit me you you can you can spit this fire and this venom from whatever's been passed on you know at work this person's angry so they gotta they gotta they gotta offload it right mm-hmm. there's andrew he gets to be that guy nope i have my phone in my pocket something's playing Mm-mm. nope not gonna be mad I'm not gonna take that you're not going to get me into that position where I'm going to look like a punk, a sucker. <laughs> We're going to move right on. Music. Music is one of those things that, you know, associates many different points or highlights and lowlights in your life. You hear a song, those things come back to you. Not even necessarily if it's the exact memory, but those feelings that you felt at that time. Yeah. That can be empowering at times, correct? Right. Yeah. Music. Right. Music. That's a good answer. Nobody said that thus far. Really? Mm-mm. Yeah. I, I love this question though. It it it's one that that is a good question. Well, because let's just be honest. Sometimes we don't even think about it. We think, um, you know, this is just how everything has to be. We have to deal right. with nonsense. It, you know, there's no, re, you know, recourse. No, there's always ways. Um, sometimes it it takes a little extra effort. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's always a way to to keep your boundaries or your sanity or your all the things. And yes. so staying sucker free is so important to me. I, I mean, I'm a little flippant about it in, in the ways that I use the term, but mm-hmm. it really is important to me. I don't I don't want. Um, you know, I, I started out as a people person, as a young woman, and so um, just one day deciding that I don't want to do that anymore was so hard to get others to be cool with. Cause who don't want the person that would say yes to everything, start saying no, right? Nobody. <laughs> um, you know, nobody wants you on your key sweat. They want you to right? be yes, 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 right? Mm-hmm. And so, it is empowering. It is um, helpful to to set boundaries and to recognize, you know, everybody's not going to be honest with you. Everybody's no. not going to um, be forthcoming or um, follow through. But those people that do that, you just mm-hmm. got to like keep them close. Yes. And understand that's the standard. You don't want the, uh, you don't want a plethora of ne'er-do-wells on the team. Yes. Yes. Have, have more positive folks on the team than you gonna have some interlopers that's just how life is right but keep them at a minimum if yes. at all possible yes don't keep engage them at arms, arm's length right yeah arm's length. Mm-hmm. yeah stick and move you ain't gotta stay in that corner with them <laughs> it's not healthy for the last track mm. what's your last track um uh, otis reading uh try a little tenderness try a little tenderness yeah. look at that we weren't even trying to do that y'all it just it manifested on its own and guess what andrew mm. this is also on the stacks label yeah. this is also 1966 and um the good otis ray redding jr um was considered one of the greatest singers in the history of american popular music soul music um so to speak and if I'm not mistaken, 
you know, I'm not sure if he was born in the South, but it's this is the make no mistake. This is still the blues. Your entire playlist is still wrapped in this nice cocoon of, um, you know, early um, American um, blues. And that's beautiful. Try a little tenderness. When did you become um, acquainted with Otis Redding? Uh, his other song, um, Sitting on the Dock of the Bay. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's a good song. I really like that song. It's very melancholy, right? That is, man, he's, he's having a rough time of it. And but that's that song kind of, that song starts, sets the tone early of th this is what's happening. Uh, try a little tenderness. It's, to me, it, it kind of harkens back to the John Lee Hooker thing. He's, he is singing, but he's not really singing. He's he's telling you what to do. He is he is laying it out. <laughs> he is laying it out verse by verse. This is what you need to do. This this is the situation. This is how you need to fix this situation. And it starts off with him talking, and it like crescendos at the end. And I love that. It almost starts. It starts in my mind. It starts him talking, and the, not the desperation. No. The intensity of what he's trying to explain just goes from zero to 60 by the end of the song. And to me, I I can't think of other songs that have like a crescendo at the end. Yes, there are songs that kind of do that sporadically, but this one is different. It starts off kind of slow and the pace, the tempo is slow. And him singing, the way he's singing is kind of low and easy, but towards the end, he's, it, he's like getting emotional. I, I can't think of another way to say it but for good reason, right? And to me, that, and the other thing I really like about this song, and I, I think it, maybe it's one of the things that I like from the blues, there's, there's, I'm almost positive there's like an electric organ in it. And something about those, I like that in song. put into one and just the way that the song is kind of formatted out it, it's awesome i'm gonna say something <laughs> that i ordinarily wouldn't say i don't like to preface things like you need to do this <laughs> or you need to do that especially if they have a um a cultural component to it yeah but i really feel like you'd be best served if you went to a black church andrew I, I I think if you were exposed to that, you would understand why it is you like certain sounds because Otis Redding is, you know, that's that's the church, the crescendo, yeah, yeah. all of that. That's very yeah. much, look, and Al Green too, son. Yeah. Like you're all in these particular realms. Yeah. Um. So I, I think, you know, a nice visit to somebody's, uh, you know, Baptist church might really be something you should consider at some point or another, you know, for, for rec, I ain't trying to for research. Purposes, right? I, yeah. I ain't trying to proselytize <laughs> on you. I ain't hey. trying to get in your business, but, um, I think you would enjoy it I, for I, various I can, reasons. 
I can understand that as well too. I, to me, I never. It really is. I, I, you don't see it, but you, you just described, you know. Church, right? We did that type, yeah. yeah and I, I never would have made that connection. To me, I, now that I, now that you've presented, made that connection for me, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, yeah, that a swell of emotion. A preacher, <laughs> come on! I mean, <laughs> yes, I, that's I it. I cannot lie, too. There, there are some people that I've seen on TV. There are certain people that I follow on Twitter too. Certain mm-hmm. black pastors. Mm-hmm. When I hear them speak, mm. I feel like. God damn it! Tell me what to do. What, what, what needs to be done? <laughs> no, and I know they get mad at me. That's why. That's why the pulpit is very. Um, you got to be careful because you'll right? be out there like, you know, in the streets doing what, anything they ask you to do. Right. Like what? Do but we you're do? smart. You're right? smart. You know. Yeah. You know, yeah. But I do think you know. Yeah, you do. You do follow a lot of. You've you've shared screenshots, and I'm like, what does he know about this person? Um. I don't ask you that because that's rude, but I be thinking it. <laughs> there, hey, Twitter has helped me out a lot as far as following <laughs> certain people. There are certain people that I followed and they'll follow certain people. I'm like, this is a good point. Who is this? Follow. And yeah. Okay. I, All right. So that song, yeah, that I, I can understand that being a, a spiritual, huh? Yeah, it's very much. Yeah. Try a little tenderness. Yeah, it's. It's it yeah. starts off slow and then by the end your hands in the air like that like hmm. I feel you, Mr. Redding. Interesting. Yeah. I see. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think I see some field trips in your future, friend. <laughs> <laughs> what can I ask you a question? You're interviewing me. Of course. Of these of these songs of these yes. songs. So, <clears throat> like the first. Two, three. The first three songs mm-hmm. are are in. I I would honestly say heavy rotation for things that I listen to. On a regular basis, this wasn't yeah, just so for I'll this. Make a, I'll make a playlist of something, and I'll make sure to put in an Al Green. I'll make sure to put in a John Lee Hooker. I'll make sure to put in something from Portishead. Uh, the last two I have limited audio files of, uh, but if I have them, they would be in rotation too. For any of these songs. Would any of these songs be in your rotations? Like on a regular basis? Yeah. See, I can't answer that question. I And the only reason why is I try so hard every day to already have like something that I want to listen to, right? Uh, I make playlists all the time. I do all these things, but I wake up and it just, it just depends on how I feel. The only day of the week that I know that I'll feel a particular way is um, Monday, oddly enough, at work, I listen to a lot of rock steady. And that's for a real reason. Um, I'm trying to get myself together for the week and be productive. And I find Jamaican music makes me feel like, let's do this. Let's be good to one another. Let's be happy and joyful, but let's get this shit done. So I'm, I'm super on a, like a Jamaican sort of bent usually yeah. on Mondays through yeah. work. Any other time, I can't tell you huh. what would be. I like all these artists. Of the artists you have listed here, mm-hmm. the only one that I've put on a playlist for myself personally in the last mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. Um, is Al Green, various forms of Al Green, because yeah. I just love him so much. Yeah. Um, 
But on a daily basis, I likely am not listening to the blues. Um, I know that I have the tendency to fall into whatever yeah. genre it is yeah. and feel that way for the rest of the day. Yeah. And so I've kind of eliminated a lot of things that are heavy to me. And these are very, these are heavy. We talked about this. It's murky. Yeah. You're going through, you know, all the different things. I've done that with my viewing. Mm -hmm. I don't watch a lot of heavy things on television or yeah. movies or anything. Yeah. And so the, the pandemic has really like changed it up. Like I'm a little bit, you know, like a little less deep. Not that I'm deep, but um, I, I, you know what I mean? Yes, I do. I, I do. I and do. it's intentional. I've yes. made very... Um, a it's conscious just, effort to stay away from that stuff that yeah. weighs, that takes, not not in a bad way, but not in a bad an emotional way. toll, right? Yeah. You you have to pay emotionally to let, kind of absorb those sort of things, right? Yeah. Exactly. And I don't have the mental dexterity to, you know, um, like for instance, I just watched a film because I love all the actors in it. Mm -hmm. But it didn't occur to me that it would be so bloody. Uh, Ordinarily, that doesn't even bother me. Like it's, yeah. I'm a nest, you know. I'm, yeah. But all of this has just changed all the different parts of me. Yeah. And so I was bothered for it by like for three days later. I kept thinking about it, and it would make me a little bit nauseous. Yeah. And I'm like, this doesn't make sense. The, the yeah. you know, you only watch old people mysteries and um, comedies that's like not stupid. <laughs> Um, and cartoons yep. right now, why are you trying to deviate and be like normal people and watch, you know, like a, a real movie? Mm -mm -mm. You better quit it. <laughs> no, I, I, I can relate to that completely. A topic of conversation came up like, oh, you, are you afraid of scary movies? Nope. When you're not afraid of them? No, those aren't real monsters. You know what I'm afraid of? Certain documentaries. Certain documentaries, those are monsters, and I can't watch that stuff because it's heavy material. Heavy material that's real. Mm -hmm. Monster movies are fake. Monster movies are CGI and jump scares. Documentaries that deal with real stuff, really happening, real right now, that's heavy. That's heavy, and that takes, there's a, there's a cost for that, watching that sort of thing, and I don't want to pay that cost. No, I don't, I don't really have room for that, you know? Um, yeah. Running on fumes most days. I, I can't right. stick in a little a little levity of jumping out of my skin. Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, you no, know, thank you, man. I you're like you a you give me a little tool in my toolbox. I think I'm gonna have to go back through and start looking through. I don't even know if I have that much rock steady, but that's all right. YouTube will help me out. I'm gonna start doing that on Mondays. Yeah, it really is just so helpful to me. Um it, it puts me in a good mood. Um, it just never lets me down. It is a cheerful. It's so cheerful. Right? I just, and it makes me feel like I'm in a um, a better space visually because my office have no windows. That's right. So I don't get to look out at trees and you know, those things do yes. um, help folks in hospitals and all sorts of situations. Yes. We know that, you know, if your view is, um, a view of nature that you you do better um yeah. you know your breathing is not as labored um all the things but because i don't have all that i just try to create it so it does make me feel like i'm on a beach somewhere 
It doesn't even have to be like kicking it, like, you yeah. know, like a gritty, like a gritty situation. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, it's my favorite thing to do on Mondays. I look forward that. to it. I'm gonna borrow that day after tomorrow. Yeah. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. Well, as I said, um, thank you for joining us today for Sucker Free Sunday. Got five on it. We hope you enjoyed getting to know this week's guest, Andrew Martinez. And we invite you to like and subscribe to this podcast via Spotify. Um, And we will uh, be back in another week with another guest and another five song playlist. And um, you have any last words, any shout outs, anything like that, Mr. Martinez? Hey, thank you for having me on. Thank you for chatting with me. This is this is fun. Oh, good. I I learned something. I'm glad that I was able. Whenever you can connect the dots in life, that's always a good thing. That means that you've been exposed to a, a wider world that you might not have been aware of. And today, this is, even for me, this is this is educational. So thank Yay. you. Yay. Well, thank, thank you. you. You brought thank that you. to the table. <laughs>